Welcome back to the Retro Number Pod, nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am one of the nine hosts of this podcast channel, and you're going to hear them sometime in the. I, I'll get these right one day. I swear. My name is Toby. I am one half of this train wreck <laughs> that we call this show. And as always, I got uh, my best beautiful friend over here, Rick, with me. How you doing, buddy? Good. Just coming in, shattering mirrors with this face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, man. Come on. That, nine hosts. Come on. We've got nine hosts in this thing. Let's see. Okay, so we got Drew Jackson, uh, Tr, Sarah, Chris, uh, Wolf. I got I got six there. You and I. So we're missing one. Who's Who's the uh, mm, surprise oh, guest? Daisy and Tiff. So we've actually got quite quite a few. If we well, were I can't math our guests. So <laughs> I mean, math, math is, is hard. Hard. Uh well. Yeah. Epis- yeah. Episode 32, man. Episode Here we are, 32. 32. You know, Just every time we do this, I, f- I feel like we should know how to do this better. And every time we do it, I still get nervous. And maybe that's a sign of having fun. I don't know. I'm having a good time doing it. But I, one of these days, like, I feel like our show is never going to have that kind of scripted intro. Like, we do have a scripted intro. I'm not saying that. Really but do. every time I but. go to say it, I'm just like, it and just it feels like word vomit. Still, we could just we could just do like some folks do and just have like a pre-recorded thing that they no, do and just no, 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 tack it on. That doesn't make it any fun. Welcome what are you going to interrupt? Pod. <laughs> I mean, exactly. How are you supposed exactly. to fuck it up? <laughs> exactly. That's half the brilliance of it. That's not like, how this show's going to run, into. Rick. <laughs> but how this show is going to gonna run it. is the same way that we started every week. And this week, I just... I, this one. I don't... Is, I don't know. It's straight foolish. Uh, the weird question of the week from uh, last week, but, you know, um, is we've all heard of werewolves. One more time. Uh, we've all heard of werewolves. What exactly are what wolves, who wolves, when wolves, and why wolves? This is like the uh, uh, isn't an Abbott and Costello thing? Like, who's on first? <laughs> who's on first? It's it, 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 it's one of those things that it's just like, like, why? Why? It, it's the epitome oh. of a weird question. Like, this sounds like a like an archive of a Yahoo answers that didn't make the cut. Like Yahoo was just like, no, <laughs> not today. No, Sharon, no, no, you're not putting no. this shit on the internet. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> we'll take a lot of word vomit, but we will not accept this. I mean, yeah, it's like werewolves. Okay. Werewolves. Stand up co- comic. Who's just trying to make it through. He's like, Hey, what exactly? <laughs> Get out of here. When wolves, when wolves are just not allowed. Like when wolves are all the time, and we just don't need them. Why when wolves is something that someone in the middle of the woods, when wolves are surrounding them, would say. <laughs> why wolves? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, why? Why wolves? Come on! <laughs> this, is, this isn't fair. <laughs> uh, 
what wolves is something that someone would say right before they were attacked by wolves? <laughs> what what wolf? What like, wolf? What wolves? I don't I don't see any wolves. Ah. Who wolves? Who wolves? This is the curious one. Okay, because in, when you're talking about werewolves, who wolves is kind of like synonymous. You don't know who the werewolf is. So is like a werewolf a woo-hoo? What? Who? <laughs> a who wolf? <laughs> who wolf? Who wolf? Wolf. Uh, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we're going to disregard the last 25 seconds. It's like the same thing. Like, you wonder who, <laughs> you wonder who the werewolf is. It's like, it might as well be a, like a who wolf. Like that's, we're going to, we're going to trend that hashtag ha, hashtag who wolf. <laughs> I have to enunciate with that one. It's like kind of tough. Who wolf. Yeah. It's uh it's a pretty dumb question. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you got to throw the wieners on the, the fire too and eat them as well also mm. sometimes words come out of your mouth <laughs> on a different note away from werewolves and who wolves and what wolves uh, i do want to touch on I, I, bought, I bought something what wolf <laughs> <laughs> i bought something this week uh, uh, i don't know why but i got like a random hair up my ass all right i've been listening to a lot of like military tactical podcast like random stuff i don't, I don't know it's a, it's gonna really sound real bad on the internet but i swear to god i'm not like dressing up and carrying an ar-15 down the street like it's that's not me uh but i love hearing the stories of like military dudes especially current ones one like with you know military issues that i grew up with not stuff from like world war ii or the vietnam war when i wasn't alive i don't know but there was a game that I played growing up a lot. And like, I've always been a big fan of like the military lifestyle in a sense. And like training, blah, 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 just military in general. It's, it's not a regret in my life, but it's one of those things. You know, like mm, if I did, did that, I would have probably been pretty good, but yeah, probably one of my yeah. favorite games of all time. And the copy I owned was like real beat up. It was my childhood copy, which I'm going to keep. Uh, but I bought a minty copy off of eBay because it's actually a cheap game. It's a Gotham game for most people. But Conflict Desert Storm for the PS2. They made a bunch of these. Um, the second one's like back to Baghdad. Uh, but they're like four person. Like if you ever played the SOCOM games, how you can kind of like switch between the operators or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the same concept. Um, except it's third person, which I think SOCOM is too. It's third person, like kind of mission style, you know, like any other military campaign. And I realize the more that I play like military based games, the more I fall in love with military campaign. Like for me, playing a other than Ratchet and Clank, like playing a fantasy single player campaign, playing a whatever else, like they are what they are. I love Ratchet and Clank. Like I'll play through all Ratchet and Clanks. But the more I like 
I play games, especially as I'm older, single player stuff is harder and harder for me to play. And I love playing through military campaigns, man. Like, I just think they're the most streamlined, entertaining, active campaign single player story you can play. You know, not saying it's the best. And I'm not trying to portray that. But for me, an enjoyment factor, love playing through those games. Would you include like Halo and some of the future stuff in that? Or are you just talking about like ground level, like real deal, army, yeah. navy? Yeah. One step sh- short of like simulation, you know, like anything that's too realistic, that like hits a little too close to home or something, mm-hmm. you know, not for me. But like, for example, I've been, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty lately. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just got to revamp in my life to play Call of Duty. I've been playing multiplayer. I've been playing Warzone. I just bought Black Ops a couple weeks ago. I'm about to play through that campaign. I beat every Call of Duty campaign since, like, the first Modern Warfare. (laughs) Great campaigns. They're just fun to play through. Like, but the more I look back and I look at, like, some of the games that I beat, or, like, not even some of the games that I beat, but, like, some of the games that meant a lot to me as a child... And that I played a lot when I was playing by myself and not with like other people. It was military games. It was Conflict Desert Storm. They made Back to Baghdad. They made Conflict Vietnam. All in a PS2 era. Great games. Just just hands down good games. It wasn't a multiplayer thing. It was just, just like, this is fun to play through. Walk around. Shoot. Do missions. There was like legitimate goals. And, like, as you get older, you get into RPGs, stuff like that. Like, as a WoW player, like, they're just so wide open for the things mm-hmm. that you can do. And, like, those military games are, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, these are yeah. what you're doing. There's no side quest. There isn't, like, <laughs> hey, you know, there's another guy. You can go over here and, like, take his knee out. No, it's just, like, this is your target. Go get him. Pew, pew, pew. When the people are dead, they're dead. And yeah. coming back, just mow through America. But yeah, so like I said, I got I got all antsy with myself and I was just like, you know what? I want a good copy of this. I have the other two behind this one. Uh this is an original. Surprisingly, not a lot of black label versions of this game for sale. Like I I had to look for it. It wasn't like top of the list. A lot of greatest hits versions. It has a greatest hits version for the PS2, a red label. I try not to buy them. But not a lot of black labels just out there, you know? It's not an expensive game by any means. I think I paid, like, nine bucks for it shipped. Hmm. Um, but I kind of had to look for it. it. It was surprising. It's cool, man. Yeah, That's, it's just yeah. one of those things. Like I said, nothing it's... special, but for me, it was just like, no, I want a good copy of this. Like, that, this is something I want better. I want it yeah. better. Can, you can have your childhood copy and keep that one there, and then you've got your one that you're like, yeah, look, it's it's good. Huh. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Good stuff, man. Well, moving on. Uh, very light kind of news week, at least for us. Nothing really sticking out that was like, oh, we have to talk about. So we thought we would choose something that kind of popped up. April Fools, right on the first there. Kind and of, to yeah. Today, it's still really a, a point of contention whether it's an actual thing or not having a new movie come out by Illumination. 
Uh, this, Maybe. this, yeah, kind of <laughs> came out of surprise. And I reposted this, and a bunch of people were like, no, like this is a hundred percent an April Fool's joke. And to me, it's surprising that we have not seen this yet already, especially mm. in animated form. Yeah. And that, look, in all honesty, that's the way it should be done. I think they did a good job with Sonic, and I think that was decently done considering they use live action and animation. But a Mario movie, <laughs> it, it probably really should just be animated. Like, we know what our Mario movie looks like when it's live action. And I love it, but it's, it's not it's, great. It is bad shit. And the stories from that one are so, like, wild. And, you know, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo being us. It was just so weird. And Dustin uh, uh, Hooper, Hopper doing all his shenanigans oh too, yeah, and yeah, yeah king koopa and like the weird koopas with the tiny head and the huge bodies it, just... yeah it, it's look when that when that mario movie came out there's one scene from that movie that will always stick with me probably for the rest of my life and it's like when they're in the elevator and like the music's on and they start like rocking the koopas back and forth and it's just <laughs> like this is the way and they just do it. The entire crowd just, I mean, it's like a sports game and everyone just doing yeah. the wave, you know? Yeah. But I hope this is real. I hope this is something because it's even got like expected date of September 16, 2022. It's by Illumination. Uh, That's a year and a half. To, yeah. Like, is that enough time for an animation? I think so, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, hard to say. It, like, it's easy for sequels and that to be brought out that quickly because they already have the models and everything, the world built more or less, you know, so it's easier to pull out a sequel, something brand new where they're building from the ground up. But Can, are they? But be in defense of that, I mean, you do have like Mario Odyssey's assets are out there, you know, true. and if you're going to tell me that like a cartoon couldn't have the same, at least drawing points. Mm. Maybe not the graphics as that video game. It's just as good. It's. I'm sure you could use Sims, those animations. Thing. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same thing. Like using the same kind of stick figure mod. Yeah. Wouldn't know why it wouldn't be. I definitely think that it. Uh, it's got to be plausible. And you and I had kind of talked off air, as. They just opened the Super Mario World in Japan mm. and looks yeah. badass. And it would make sense oh that they're going to like, because I think if, and I, I'm, I could a hundred percent be wrong, but I think that the new Super Mario World for Americas is coming next year. And like considering yeah. that timeline, it would make sense for them to drop like a, it wouldn't mean as much as in, in Japan as it would like here, considering Mario started over there. They yeah. take gaming culture as like a culture, yeah. not as like how America looks at it as like a phenomenon. You know, they yeah. they <laughs> invest in Mario and stuff over there. So it's like, no, of course they would get it. It would do great no matter what. Whereas in America... You drop a movie, it builds hype for the theme park, it builds story for the people that don't know the story, you know, like most of us do. 
but the whole of America knows of Super Mario, but do do they know the Mario Brothers? You know. Ooh, man, that's interesting. It'd be cool. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. You know, if it's a real thing, which for all research done, it looks decently real compared to like most of the other April Fool's shit that we get. (laughs) It's true. Like this is one of those like, oh, let's just let this one be real, folks. Just yeah. make it happen yeah you know and those companies do that they put out something that they know we've been wanting Ugh. and they put it out on april 1st and they think it's hilarious and then april 2nd comes around and they're like ah, psych we got you again it's real <laughs> but nobody has come out to say that it isn't right like i mean they haven't said that there no is, but <laughs> no but it's also not something that like like i don't imagine nintendo would put out something that legit looking you know i don't know because yeah. look Blizzard does it all the time. Like Blizzard is a fine example of of, of great April Fool jo- Fool's jokes. <laughs> you know, they will legitimately troll the community with some of the things that have been brought up a lot. Like, oh, you guys should do this, and like the community jumps behind it, and then April first comes around, and Blizzard's like, look, we're gonna make all the stuff that you guys wanted, and then April second comes around, and they're like, psych, bitch, we're billions billions of dollars. You know, like. <laughs> We don't need your ideas, so they're out, you know. But you never know. I, I I really do hope it's real. I hope it's animated. I think they. I hope that they stick with that. I think that's the way to go for that kind of movie, especially with how Disney and Pixar are nowadays. Like that's the way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I agree, especially for a property like that. Like trying to do the hybrid animation just wouldn't work for Mario. It doesn't make sense for Mario to do like a hybrid. No, not in this day and age. Yeah, because it's all built in a fictional area. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Well, we both watched a movie. Yes, yes, we did. Godzilla versus Kong. So before going into this, uh, who did you have your money on? Who was your like? That dude's gonna get it for sure. Um, if I had to, if I had to take my pick i would say godzilla yeah for all the older movies and everything that i've watched like kong the concept of kong is cool but it's like i don't know it's like normal to me like godzilla can blow fucking nuclear breath (laughs) exactly i mean at the end of the day like cool you're fucking big ass monkey and strong as fuck (laughs) but that lizard can blow a laser out of his mouth. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Good That's... luck with that, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Godzilla versus Kong, you know, we've talked about it in the past. The HBO is kind of throwing a lot of their theater direct movies onto the streaming service, which is great for us because of course I'm Would I have ever went to the theaters to see this movie. No. No, I would have never fucking touched this movie, but I get to watch it at home. The one thing I'd have known going into this, first of all, probably going to be spoilers. The movie's been out for for like two weeks now. I think that's our limit. Week, week and some change by the time you hear this, maybe. Spoiler alert. I I don't know. I'm just going to tell you that ahead. Spoiler alert. One thing going into this movie that I wish I'd have known. It is kind of a direct sequel to Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. And almost immediately you realized that this is a Kong 
movie. It's a Kong movie. It, it, I also did not see Godzilla, whatever oh, the latest man. Godzilla movie is. Holy okay. shit. <laughs> I imagine they intertwined it decently well. Yeah. Um, Millie Bobby Brown in, is in it, which was cool. Okay. For those of you guys that don't know that name, that's Eleven from Stranger Things. That's where we know her from. Great. Awesome. Um, for me, it went, I, I preface all this with the fact that I have not seen Skull Island. I have also not seen the Godzilla movie. It was cool. It was fun. You know, it's there were definitely times during the movie where I was just like, well, they're talking about something that I should know if I was following these movie series. <laughs> but I will say, like, my biggest turnoff on the movie is even without seeing those movies and whether it played a part into the end of this movie, it was pretty predictable. Yeah. Like, it was, it was pretty cut and dry as, like, a Hollywood push this us out kind of movie. You know, like every everything that kind of happened, you were just like, yeah, yeah. I told you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They, uh, I mean, I mean, the story picks up, you know, with Kong, obviously, but it also picks up in Godzilla, and you know, there's a lot of world building in the previous movies with Godzilla fighting other monsters and King of Monsters and stuff. But you know, you can kind of go into this movie as you can probably attest to, not really having to have seen previous movies especially if you're aware of godzilla even from the older movies definitely or kong from the other you know movies that have been out as well it's not like they're rewriting the script and oh godzilla's now they do a good job with that and everybody's really great and i think it's really well acted i think everybody commits to their their part like alexander skarsgård is so freaked out by kong and like his apprehension of even getting near him you know yeah. is pretty great it it really does like because unlike Godzilla, Kong is like personable. You know, like he has he he's a gorilla. He has human features, you know. They they make a real connection between yeah. the little girl and Kong and just Kong and humans in general. You know, it's yeah. it's cool to me how they did and again, this is this is a part that'll play part in the other movies. But like as Godzilla is like hailed as a savior of like humanity, you know, like he's he's a good guy. And Kong is kind of looked at as like one of us, but not necessarily a good guy. Like he's done, you know, good guy things or whatever, but like Godzilla is like hailed as like a, oh, why would he would attack us? Why would he have attacked yeah, yeah. us? You know, and Kong is like, hey, we put you in a cage, like what we do in real life, you know. Like you're a big yeah. monkey. Godzilla, on the other hand, he's just swimming around in the fucking ocean like an alien. But the gorilla, we were just like, we don't care how big you are, bro. We know how to cage you off. Like, sorry. You know. Yeah. A little yeah. fucked. They yeah, that's an interesting point, because they really did like they tranquilized him and he was Kong definitely seemed like the uh, underdog going into the whole thing where it's like you're rooting for him the whole time, but you're like, there's no way. <laughs> there's just it's, no it's, way. It's almost like a bias. And that's the problem, because like if you just look at it like 
power wise, you know, it's like looking at like Superman versus Batman, you know, Batman as cool as he fucking is as good as he is at just kicking ass. (laughs) Superman can fly, has superhuman strength, can stop a bullet with his fucking eyeball, you know? Like, it's really not a fight. Like, Superman's gonna whip the absolute yeah. shit yeah. out of you. Yeah. If you didn't know about the kryptonite, you would be 100% oh, fucked. Just, Everyone yeah. would be. It's an unfair fight, you know? When you look at the Godzilla versus Kong, I would think of the same thing. Like, if they're the same size, like, if we're putting, you know, relatively even titans against each other my first question is like what kind of weapons do they have and you would be like kong's got gorilla weapons he's fucking a gigantic gorilla oh oh, okay like godzilla he's like a big lizard yeah like is he just like a big lizard it's like well kind of but he's like a dragon because he's got laser breath and you're just like i mean that kind of seems unfair and they're just like well like it's pretty even it's like no he's got fucking laser breath but (laughs) but, i i don't know they did some cool stuff like incorporating why godzilla was starting to attack people because of the um the being provoked yeah they kind of more or less gave you a reason like okay that makes sense why he's going to attack you because i don't know you're trying to destroy earth yeah yeah, Godzilla's like the savior of Earth, not humanity, of Earth. Sort of. Yeah, sort well, of. yeah, so, because yeah. they, they like, look. <laughs> I said murder 48 times during that movie because there was just complete disregard for the cityscape. Like, just in the most populated of places. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are just fighting. It. It was cool. Like how the storyline kind of played out, like with the conspiracy theorists and everything. Yeah, that was cool. It it was, and it was, it was cool how they interconnected everything. So again, spoiler alerts, they attacked the Pensacola. Godzilla attacks Pensacola. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, well, Godzilla only taxed when provoked. Okay. Why did he go off after this Tesla like organization or better yet? Boston Dynamics type organization. All right. Stop kicking those fucking robot dogs, guys. But fucks that shit up. All right. Fucks that shit up. They look on the computer. Oh, we just sent a shipment to Hong Kong. What the fuck is that? Cool. Godzilla leaves. Bye. They transport Kong. In this scenario, they like. Godzilla's going to find Kong. He's another alpha in the world. He's a threat to the world. Finds Kong. And then they figure out why there was a shipment to Hong Kong and what they were shipping to Hong Kong. And this is the one thing I'm not going to ruin in the movie. Remember that before you say it. They figure out what's being shipped to Hong Kong. And Godzilla shows up in fucking Hong Kong. (laughs) And it's just like, at the end of the movie, I was just like, you know what? Like, Godzilla's kind of the good guy, you know, is like, as long as humans aren't doing fucked up shit, you can kind of rely on Godzilla. King Kong, on the other hand, if that little girl ever dies, you guys are fucked. No doubt. Like, he's gonna throw a beat down on the world. Uh, Because, look, at the end of it all, 
do I have a winner? Yes, it's Godzilla. Godzilla fucking yeah. win. King Kong, badass in his own right. I now want to see the Hollow Earth movie. Mm. I want to see like that movie because there was like some dope. There was dinosaur stuff in there. Serpent thing that moth was like what fucking the? snake. I I don't know. There was some dope yeah. shit in there. I'd like to see when like the Kongs were like running around in mm. that because like there was a bunch of titans, quote unquote titans, you know. And this is what they were shit. They they bleed into there being like a lot of titans, and this is where these titans come from. And like Kong seems like the number one titan, you know. Like he whirls down. They got like pretty much got a castle, you know, with yeah, some like that... dope shit. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Showing it, that that hollow earth freaking the way that they made where, like the gravity uh, work and yeah, it's like where it switches. Uh, it made me I look, it made me dizzy for sure. Like when they're doing all the fucking like switcheroo stuff, I was just like, yo, 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 yo. I didn't get a warning before this. So I should have <laughs> taken a dramamine. We'd have been all good, you know. But overall, as I want yours first, actually. As a person that's probably seen the other two, the Godzilla and the Kong movies, out of 10, what would you give it? Oh, um, boy. Rating system. Um, I would give it, uh, I don't know, a solid eight. It's a fun movie, man. Like, the fight scenes between Godzilla and Kong, like, the battleship fight scene is like, yeah, the that's battleship the way it's fight scene. Go is crazy that and shit is dope then like less one note and more like okay that makes sense and the way they fought you know like kong gave his all like he was just he's outmatched. a he's a badass like, like there's no he, doubt without but, the humans though he would have died yeah he would have definitely died but without the humans he would also wouldn't have been on the middle of the ocean yeah he would have just been just take me home i want to be home why am i in this fake dome thing that you created just i want to yeah, go that home. seems kind of like, fucked oh, home i want to go home yeah it's like, sad man it was like sad it, it really was just, <sighs> so as someone who hasn't seen the other two movies i'm gonna give it a seven i'm gonna suggest watching it because it it's a monster movie and the monster fight scenes are fucking cool. Oh, they, they tear shit up. Godzilla they... blows shit up. King Kong fucks shit up. And he does the iconic, like, hold on to the side of the, uh, the like, skyscraper building. Like, come on. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's good. Yeah, It's worth the watch. If you have HBO Max, especially, it's worth the watch because it's free with your subscription. Hashtag not an yep. ad. Unless HBO, you know what's good. Um, hey, pay for my subscription for a year. I'll promote you every every episode. <laughs> shit, just shout me out and be like, hey, thanks for shouting us out. I'll still promote you. I don't care. Oh, whoa. I already paid no for your doubt. subscription. Let me rephrase. <laughs> my girlfriend pays for our subscription. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Anyways, I might pay for that. That's fine. We're we're in a bad place. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go from. Um, did you watch the Space Jam 2 trailer by chance? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, 
I know going in, we were both pretty apprehensive because of the news that was breaking about certain characters being excluded and certain changes they made to characters trying to what desexualize. Uh, Let's get it straight. Is that what? Yeah, we're not politically correct most of the time on this podcast. They desexualized Lola Bunny. (laughs) They did it right in front of our face. They were like, you don't deserve a Lola bunny that we can make porn from. You deserve this Lola bunny anyways. Yeah. Well, they dropped the trailer for it. Um, Has LeBron James in it, as everybody knows. And it's an interesting sort of take on it. It almost feels very ready player one with like the hacking into a system going into this server world to uh, whether you want to experience Harry Potter or whatever, but he basically has to f- fight for his kid that's been kidnapped by Don Cheadle. That guy, ooh, Don damn Cheadle. Don Cheadle! <laughs> <laughs> damn you! You gotta play heck. basketball against. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sucks. It sucks. It's... It sucks. Am I gonna watch it? If it's free on HBO, yes, I will. <laughs> Which it's a WB movie. I imagine it will be. I, uh, I just want it to be, man. It's just, there's no way out of it. Like, it's not going to be what we want it to be. There's no. no way because it's not made for, it's pulling on nostalgia, but it's also like, no, this is for the next generation or the new legacy, whatever. Which makes no sense because like kids today aren't watching sports like that. Like when we were growing up in the, in the Jordan era in the magic Johnson era, like even if you weren't a sports fan, you knew who those guys were with the Olympic dream team. Yeah. Everything, you know, they don't have like kids today do not have that same nostalgia. I, I hate to use that word, but that's what it is. Like they don't have that feeling of being like this is life at at the time that Looney Tunes was for us and Jordan was for us and Barkley and you know even before Bill Murray yeah. was a meme he was a banger <laughs> in that movie you know yeah and to use first of all to use LeBron like I understand I understand where you're coming from I I wholeheartedly believe that LeBron is one of the best basketball players that has ever graced this earth you know but he still doesn't have that kind of pool like fucking ninja playing Fortnite has more pool than lebron james does with kids these days yeah (laughs) that's the truth because back in the day jordan was literally everywhere not just for basketball but for the all the tens of 20s and thousands of different sponsorships he was on the tv he was in music videos he was you know he was literally everywhere where you could not so everybody just naturally knew who it was whereas lebron james it's like all right we see him every once in a while but not to the exposure at michael jordan yeah. was like it's and it's like it's all clickbait that, stuff you know it's like lebron yeah. fucking threw chalk in a ref's face or something you know it's not like yeah it just with the way that the world works right now as sad as it is, traditional sports just don't hold up like they used to. Do not get me wrong. They're still huge. 
I'm not saying that they're not the biggest thing in the world when it comes to TV, but that cultural falling for like a certain person, like a guy that was above the rest, it's just not the same. And then you, you look at the cartoon it's the same way. And it's just like there, you could have did it the same, but different instead of doing it the same, yeah, but different. That's a bad way to put it, but like, the simulation thing, like, yeah, you change it for the times or whatever. And, like, you should have changed the characters. You know, you changed the main guy. You should have changed the characters. Yeah. Why didn't you do it as video game characters? And some other yeah. not basketball. You know, you could have still called it Space Jam. Like, Jam doesn't Certainly. just correlate to basketball right off the bat. You know? But I don't know, man. I I, I do not have high hopes for it. And it's definitely not built for the audience that they should have built it for, for sure. It's weird to pull for kids that don't quite have the understanding of Looney Tunes like we did, where Looney Tunes was definitely in there. I grew up watching them. I've seen probably just about all of them. You know, like I learned a lot about classical music through Looney Tunes, whereas kids nowadays, the Looney Tunes shorts that they have now aren't nearly what they are in the day if you're going to show them something you're going to show them the old ones and i don't know it's a weird pull we're definitely going to watch it and we'll let you know once it releases and we check it out and we'll give it the two-week spoiler window (laughs) yeah yeah look the next big thing you want you want to know what i'm ready for like what i've been more ready for than i ever thought i'd be ready for in my entire life movie wise mortal kombat mortal kombat (laughs) i am fucking hype Oh wait, that's wrong song. I was pretty sure just did the Six Flags theme song with the old guy <laughs> dancing. Not that, like it can go either way. <laughs> those, those jock jam jams from back Mortal Kombat or let's get this party. Mortal Kombat. I'm ready for Mortal Kombat. Oh, it's coming up soon. Yes. But on to bigger and better things uh, a couple weeks ago. And we kind of saved this because it is not technically out. But I wanted to start a Kickstart thing. You were bringing, texting me, bringing cool stuff to the show. And Kickstarter is awesome. It's a way for these smaller companies to get their stuff out there. And one got to me. So I -hmm. get to bring a Kickstarter to the table. (laughs) This week. For our beautiful Kickstarter, uh, Kickstart This segment, I want to bring something from a company called Warchief Gaming. Uh, we've talked about it before. I'm a World of Warcraft player. I uh, have been since like 2008-ish. Uh, and anybody that's been playing World of Warcraft for that long or that has followed Blizzard for pretty much any amount of time other than the last three years, we'll know the name Chris Metzen. Uh, Chris Metzen was like the creative director for World of Warcraft for a lot of years. He was with Blizzard and the head of Blizzard mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, man. Oh, well over 20 years in the Blizzard department. And had recently retired. And just like a lot of these guys in that industry do, they just cannot sit still. They cannot. They take their year off. They do their thing. Luckily for us, Chris Chris Metzen came back hard 
and went back yeah. to his roots. So for this week's Kickstarter, I am going to bring up Ouroboros, Coils of the oh. Serpent. Uh, this is a 5e Dungeons and Dragons campaign that is built by Chris Metzen and a lot of his childhood friends. Uh, this is a story that they built when they were in the 80s and 90s, when they were kids, before they were part of the gaming industry, and when they were punk-ass little teenagers going out and drinking and smoking all the weeds. They were also at home playing D&D and building this incredible world that they're going to put out for us in the form of a 5e campaign. So I brought this to the table because, first of all, I will follow Chris Metzen anywhere that he decides to go. I think he's a great storyteller. I love all the work that I've ever experienced from him. And being retired, I'm putting all of his artistic passion into something like a D&D campaign. Let's go. Like, you know, let's go. It's all me. Um, so like I said, this, this stuff is, it all kind of takes part in a world that they built. Uh, I believe it's called law brand. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of like their overarching world in a sense. Uh, this is all based in, I believe the place is called Ouroboros. This is the world that they've kind of created or continent city. Yeah. Um, it comes yeah. out in Kickstarter on the 20th of this month. Uh, by the time yeah. you guys are hearing this 420, bro, 420, <laughs> he even made a pun. I've been listening to a couple of interviews from him lately on a couple of the world of Warcraft podcasts, actually. And he even said that there's no correlation, but come on. We know there's a correlation. Yeah, I mean, uh, I showed I just, this to you again as a Chris Metzen fan, and I kind of want to know what you think. They, they did some interesting things that are kind of plays on the 5e uh, style. They've added a subclass, a new race, yeah. uh, all being from the childhood imagination games. There's so much about this that is kind of amazing because it really is a world of like the way they do the magic is slightly different. The fact that the whole like a planet, I believe, is sitting on top of Ouroboros, the world serpent, and that's where all the magic kind of comes from is from this. So you get like these tattoos that help change and gives you more power with the different tattoos that you get. So that could be a good thing or is it a bad thing? Will it start to corrupt you after a while? which adds just a role-playing element to people that they don't have to like, oh, how do I make my character more interesting? Oh, you get a tattoo in this world. That's going to force you to have to play differently instead of just like, I just get stronger and I level up and get stronger. And then, you know, you're a world breaker. And this one, no. Like, if you want to get more power, it's going to cost you your sanity. So it's kind of a nice mix of like, you know, it gives you elements to role-play off of. But it also gives you like possibilities. If you want power, you can get it, but it comes at a cost, which is super great. It is cool because like, like you said, your power comes from these tattoos that you get. And one of the cool things that they said about it is it's not a gear based platform. It's not that paladins have to wear mail or, you know, plate or whatever it may be. You can dress however you want. If you want to be a warrior and dress like a rogue or wear a robe like a cleric, you can because it's not it's not what your power is based off of. You know, your power, like Rick said, is is based off of 
these tattoos in your relationship with this world serpent. And it comes at the co- at a cost. The more powerful you are, the more of a chance that you're not good. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a very interesting take on on a on a simple system that is 5e, you know, and they they were able to add enough flair to it that it is it is a very interesting system that they built in the way that it works with power and the storyline. And what I found most interesting is this is all based off of what they played when they were kids. Yeah, you know, which is building your own world as a kid. Normally you're just trying to be like, how do we play the system that's already out there and you know, that kind of stuff. But for them to be like, let's make our own thing. What's cool. Tattoos are cool. What else is cool? Big giant snake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were they're like, Anybody that's seen Chris Metzen, you can just tell, like, this dude's been in a couple Pantera concert, concerts, yeah, yeah, you know, in totally. his lifetime. Like, he's he's pretty metal, just straight off the bat. Like, old school metal. Yeah. And they took a lot of that, you know? They really, the way that he explained it is, is like, it was real rock and roll, you know? They, they did that, like, outcast, kind of dark, not necessarily satanic, but a little satanic. You know, but they just like they brought so many aspects of like how they were as kids and what they were doing as kids, you know, with the partying and the drinking and the drugs. And when they when they grew up, but at the same time, we're still taking time out of their, you know, quote unquote, cool lifestyles to sit down with each other and play D&D in a world that they created and and something that they enjoyed doing even during the midst of all the craziness that was their like young eighties and nineties lives, you know? Yeah, And they've clearly went and like during his retirement and put some real extra thought into like the fact that they've got new monsters involved. They've got new locations that you can visit. They've got factions you can join. Like they really did like take this and put a lot of consideration into what makes a good role-playing game. Let's give them these crazy trade cities that you can go visit or fight these different monsters or the fact they have new you know subclasses or even new races is like that's incredible especially considering how far along uh you know dungeons and dragons has come definitely and it's it's years like it's done everything where you're like well there can't possibly be anything left and then you get cool stuff like this he's like we're going to use your system and but we're going to tweak it and put our own spin on it and add some stuff to it that you might want to eventually add to your system anyway. So, yeah, I yeah. I'm really excited. I really do think that this is like a system that I, no matter what I'm going to buy, I'm going to fund it. I'm going to try to fund it at the highest amount possible that I can, <laughs> because anything this man does is well within my wheelhouse of wanting to play. Yeah. Um. So again, you guys can check it out. Uh, War chief gaming. Yes. Um, that is the website. Their Kickstarter goes live on April 20th. So you guys will be hearing this on probably the 8th. The episode goes live on the 7th. Um, so you have almost two weeks. Yeah. But definitely check it out. Again, it is Ouroboros. Um, something of the serpent. Coils of the serpent. Coils of the serpent, yeah. Yes, coils of the serpent. And as new information kind of comes out 
for it and through the Kickstarter once it goes live and we kind of get more information like how long they're going to run the campaign for, whether it's a month or 45 days. Yeah. We'll certainly shout that out so that way people can make sure they're on top of it because I think this is, you know, for our friends of the podcast, I'm sure this is something that people want to be involved in. This is cool. It looks cool. The system looks cool. It's done by great people. I'm, like I said, I brought a Kickstarter. Someone, I don't own a, I I don't own. (laughs) I haven't downloaded the Kickstarter app. Like, I just find stuff through other stuff. Yeah. This one popped up. So for me to bring it to the table, I'm stoked. Like, I'm stoked about this. It, it seems sick. It's exciting. <laughs> Kickstart. <exciting. laughs> um, well, this, it, it, we kind of said at the beginning, it was a light news week, uh, which in turn kind of got to feed into our nostalgia this week. Hmm. And I want to talk about something that is quickly declining. Something that both of us kind of grew up with. And you maybe a little more so than me. Um, As I got into my teenage years, it was on its way out and probably coming a worse place than it was even five or eight years before that. But that is malls. Um, And... We're going to talk about, first of all, like, I grew up with an interesting uh, mall combo in my hometown. And I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I, uh, we're based in Colorado. The podcast is based in Colorado. But I am originally from southern Indiana. Uh, Pretty much right across, well, I can't say pretty much. I was directly across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, and grew up right on the Ohio River. Just like good old, you know, white trash kid from Indiana, like any of us. <laughs> uh, but we're going to do something interesting with nostalgia this week and something that we haven't done and that I'm actually genuinely excited about. And we are going to build our own mall. What yeah. we think would be amazing. The retro Nama mall, if you will. Uh, so, but with that being said, I do want to ask you, um, you grew up here in Colorado. I want to talk I about did. my malls. That, but malls, were they a thing for you? Is that, is that something that you, you know, were you one of those children that was just like the fucking mall? Like, we're going to the mall. Yeah, I mean, to the point where we would go to the mall even unsupervised. We uh, had Southland Mall that was like a mile from our house. So we could literally jump on our bikes and ride to it. No problem. Maybe like two miles, but whatever it's walking distance essentially as a kid two miles ain't shit on a bike exactly (laughs) we got this get a backpack and so yeah we would go there unprompted because that was kind of a cool hangout place where you could be like hey we'll meet you at southland sweet everybody knows where that's at that was kind of the beauty of a of a good mall and then years later park meadows opened up and you know it's a little higher class it's a shopping resort not a mall so yeah um but southland was like our home mall and then we had cinderella city which was older that's both my folks worked there once upon a time and so yeah malls were huge in color i mean we've got malls littered everywhere throughout this metro area let alone yeah. going up the surrounding area so yeah uh, you guys like <laughs> if i could think i had three like major malls and that's not including like here in Denver, we have something called the 16th Street Mall, 
It's in middle of downtown. And it's like a quote unquote mall, you know, like there's shops. You can't drive your cars down 16th street. It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) Um, but when I grew up again, I grew up right across from Louisville. We had three, we had three malls. We had the two that were in the town next to me, which were practically neighbors. These two malls were practically neighbors. Um, and then across the river in Louisville, we had the St. Matthews mall. That was like our cherry Creek mall. You know, it was a higher class. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. you might've had a Louis Vuitton store there growing up. Whereas like, where I grew up, my two malls, the two malls that were with it, well within reason for me, were the Green Tree Mall and the River Falls Mall. And the Green Tree Mall was a little bit ghetto, we'll say. It, it just, it was a little more run down. They had a dollar theater that was attached, like the Green Tree 4. So did uh, South Bend. Yeah, okay. So we had the Green Tree 4. <laughs> which was pretty much a dollar theater. They were like, uh, Colorado has the Elvis cinemas, which is the same thing. It's like, Hey, that movie came out three months ago. We got it in theaters today, baby. $3 matinee. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, So the green tree mall was like a straight mall. It was, it was like any mall you would ever go into on, in a separate building. Mind you was the green tree Four. you could not walk from inside the mall to the theater. It was across the parking lot mm-hmm. to the brick building that the theater was in. Mm-hmm. But for me, I had what I thought was, especially the more malls I see growing up was the river falls mall. Uh, the river falls mall was two stories. And when you walked in the bottom story was a mall, a typical mall. You had your Claire's, your hot topic, Walden books, what have you. Okay. But the upstairs was dope, like dope, because you had the full food court. You had half the mall was an arcade with everything. You had original 1970s, 80s arcade machines. And then what at that time was like virtual reality boxing machines where you put on this god awful fucking football helmet. Every other child in Southern Indiana wore. And you boxed, you know, but it was like the most realistic thing at that time that we had like ever seen, you know, you had your time crisis, but then on top of the arcade, you had an 18 hole indoor putt putt course. This is all inside. You're indoors. The mall was dope. It had like these big ass glass domes on top. Like it was a fucking castle. You know, but it was like everything that you ever wanted a mall to be pup course, dope food court, merry-go-round on the bottom floor stores like malls should have on the bottom floor arcade on top. Like it was bad ass dude, like bad ass. And I, I will honestly say that I took this mall for granted. Okay. Because now in 2021, the green tree mall the shit mall still fucking alive for some reason. Like <laughs> the green tree mall still standing, still in operation, still just as ghetto as it was in 1996 when I was going there, the river falls mall right after I moved to Colorado, I moved to Colorado in 2005. 
uh, it turned in at the time to the third largest Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> like, just the third largest. They were like, hey, uh, we're going to buy this mall. And this is now a Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> and that just shows you, first of all, the kind of place that I came from. Because they were like, fuck this mall. We're turning it into a Bass Pro Shops. Like, <laughs> just what it is. It was going to be a Bass Pro or it was going to be a fucking Walmart. You know, like, those were the two options. Oh. Yeah. the places that i came from it's real sad it's real sad yeah it's yeah a mall definitely has to have levels like none of this like glorified strip mall you know you gotta have the levels there's something about the levels Outdoor that make it this malls. A mall. oh that's what south glen is now and it just saddens me but i don't need a patio either here or there i'm trying not to fist fight people yeah. while i'm at the mall Last thing I need to do is eat outside where these people can see me. Ugh. Eating outside. Nothing. Anyways, away from that. What we're here for tonight, all right, is we want to build our dream mall. Okay. And I have an idea on what I want uh, as far as our retro Nama mall goes. And what we're going to talk about is we're going to build our food court. Okay. For for a restaurant. And I say restaurants. We know what they are. There are four food court eateries, okay? Things. We have eight slots in our mall, two stories, four stores up top, four stores on the bottom. We understand. I'm holding, yeah, I'm holding up eight, okay? Uh, I can map. So eight stores in our mall split amongst two stories, and then we're going to do one large slot, and we're going to start with the large slot because we know. We know it's not a Sears. It's not a JC Penny. I don't need a Dillard's. It's a goddamn movie theater. It's a goddamn movie theater. We're putting the movie theater boys. So movie theater in our mall, <laughs> this end. Boom. The question, you is, start with the question is though, with the movie theater. Okay. The movie theater. Is it your AMC highfalutin or is it your Elvis cinemas cheaper theater? but you get to see the movies. Which way do you go? Do you go stadium seating? Do you go, uh, you know, the old style? Like now they've got the stadium seating. It's fine. Or is it the old school where like some tall dude sits in front of you? You're doing this the whole movie. Kind of like, God damn it. (laughs) Okay. So since this is our dream mall, all right, our dream mall, we're going to say we got a smaller mall, eight stores, you know, not a big mall. We're going to do a four screen movie theater. All right. And we're going to split it up. This is, this is what I say. I want like your dollar theater to be on the right. Like you got, you got old school, like one theater showing movies that are two months old. The other theater showing movies that are 10 years old. Like you want to go see Wally in theater on a Thursday at 10 sit behind this six foot eight motherfucker that's watched it four times in the last month. Okay. And then you can go watch the new Jumanji that's out on Blu-ray, but for some reason we're playing it in the theater. But then the other two, because you and I have talked about this. We've talked about it on the pod. I'm not much of a theater goer, but when I do go, I spend a thousand dollars because I want to go to a place that I can get drunk I want to eat some food. I want to lay back in a recliner that I'm just going to fall asleep in and it's a waste of money. 
But that's what I want. That's what I enjoy in a movie nowadays yeah. because that's what I enjoy at home. So our other two theaters are new and improved, full service, fucking recliner and a hand job type theaters. That's what I want. <laughs> IMAX, Dolby surround yeah. sound. Got that 3D. Blowing your ass back into the chair. You get an Oculus. You get an Oculus. <laughs> you want 3D? You get 4D. Yeah, you can't For handle 4D. Sure. I like it. I like That's it. That's our like theater. It. Yeah, split it. It's so a, it's like it's those folks dream want to save, save, save a few bucks. Okay, you're going to want to go to the left. Okay, if you want to see the newer stuff, if you want to just have, have a night out where it's, oh, it's your anniversary and you're seeing a movie, we're going to make it classy for you. You want champagne or a nice beer? Let us know. Yeah. I like it. That's good thinking. That's our movie. So the real question for us here. Okay. We got our movie theater. Dopest fucking movie theater. You want to start with stores? Yeah. You want to start with food court? Let's do food because stores I'm a little more excited about. So we'll go food first. All right. I, I have like what I think would be my four. What's your four? Or do you want to just go back and forth? I'll give you my first one. And then we'll okay. say that if we double up on anything, food or stores, it's automatically kept. It's locked. Immediately. It's locked. Okay. And I'll give you my first one. All right. I have to go Sabaros. Sabaro. Didn't write that one down. But that was one that I was like, Sabaro. Sabaro. Yeah. But I didn't write it down. I don't know if I've definitely- ever seen a standalone Sabaro. No, I, I think, think they're literal to. mall franchise stores. I think legally they can't be. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's Sabaro. Like Sabaro's got to be there. Pizza in any mall. It's a perfect combo. You can get salads and other bullshit there too if you want. But like if I just want, you know, breadsticks to walk around the mall and eat with like Sabaro, it's perfect. I, I wrote literally hole in the wall pizza joint because there was this one at Southland that was like, I couldn't even tell you the name of it because I don't think they had a name on it. It was just, that's the pizza place. You'd go there, $2, you get a slice that's bigger than your goddamn okay, head. Okay, so Aurora Mall, and I wasn't going to use like hometown favorites. Like I my, my stuff is kind of, maybe the stores are a little bit regional, but probably not. But Aurora Mall, as crazy as it is, has Pepinos on the bottom Pepinos. floor. Pepinos. Been there for the entire time that I've lived here. Pretty much been there for the entire time of people that are native to Aurora. Pepinos. I had not long ago. I had deliveries inside there. Dropped stuff inside the mall and was like, holy shit, this pizza place smells bomb. Still delicious. Same concept. New York style. Fucking slices the size New of your chance. head. You can get a pizza slice, a bag of chips, and a Coke for like four fifty. Like out the door, boom. Cool. In this day and age, you know, uh, there's got to be a pizza spot. For sure. sake of pizza argument, I said Sabaro instead yeah. of somewhere regional. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's yours? Um, well, it's this one's a this one's very regional. Uh, it's called Around the Corner, and it's kind of your fast casual. Like, basically, what you do is you'd go there and you'd basically sit down and you could. What was cool about it is they had a phone at your table that you could pick up and call in your order. So you look at them and you're like, okay, burger, burger. But it was like fast, super quiet. You've placed the thing, okay, bur- four burgers, whatever. Click. Next thing you know, it feels like 10 minutes later, you've got your food. So you can be like, okay, cool. Dude, you- first of all, 
that's sick. Like any place that you can just like pick up the phone and be like, yeah, I'm ready to order. They're like, yeah, that's cool. And then shit just comes on my table. Awesome. I don't know how well that works at a mall. It was, it was at Cherry Creek mall or no kidding. Maybe Cherry Creek, maybe boy, I'm I'm questioning myself where that one was at Cherry Creek, Cinderella city. I I want to say it was I want to say it was Cherry Creek. That seems wild for something like that to be at the mall. Either way, that's sick. Yeah, that's a dope concept. It was a fun play. Pick up the phone. It's like, all right, place your order. You're like, um, can I get myself a pretzel bites? It's like you called me, motherfucker. Spit it out. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh. Yeah. Okay, and it's called what? It was uh, around the corner. Around, around the corner. The corner. Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 I I feel like I'm gonna go real basic across the board for my food court. Th- that's great. That's a good way to do it. Because I started with pizza, and for anybody that knows me personally, Italian food gives me heartburn. I love it so much. It's so good. I love Italian, but marinara gives me fucking heartburn. So to combat that, <laughs> I gotta go with the orange Julius. I got that. Perfect. I got that. I I have to because like, yeah, there's something about walking around with a smoothie, and especially a creamsicle yeah. smoothie. I just oh. ate like four pieces of pepperoni pizza. My fucking chest is on fire. What better than like frozen creamsicle tasting ice cream shit? Give me that sweet sweet business, man. Orange, orange juice all the way. There was something. Something about that concoction of orange and God knows what else. I have no idea. Just like, oh, all I know is that so damn good. They attached it to blizzards later or Dairy Queens, but you weren't flipping that orange Julius upside down. Like that shit was not happening. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't you ain't giving it the same treatment. Oh, I forgot. This isn't a blizzard. God damn it! Orange Julius. It's just a good spot. Um. All right. Uh. Like, we like Chinese food a lot. So I put a buck a scoop Chinese food. Like yes. uh, this place, local place called Ho Ho's, which was like, probably wasn't great for you. Because oh, no, a dollar they got a F's scoop. Like every other year. Yeah. But like, and you find electrical wire in there, sometimes a mouse tail. But you're like, you know what? That's the price. Of, that's the price. You this know? is twenty five fried rice. Scooch it out of the way. <laughs> it's good. So, yeah, exactly. You want fried rice? So I had the same thing. I had I had a Chinese restaurant. And and the reason that I bring it up is because like anytime you go to like a good like backwoods mall, you know, in a I say backwoods, but like the Aurora Mall is a backwoods mall in my opinion. But there's always like some sort of Asian restaurant there that's like passing out fucking three day old orange chicken on a toothpick. Oh for sure. And you walk past there like four fucking <laughs> times because that was the best orange chicken you've ever had in your life. Uh so yes. I 100% I want a cheap and not a fucking Panda Express. Like I want it to be like that goddamn no name where they yeah. don't even have neons. They just have like a white banner that they've painted on with nail polish. Like that's what I want Golden my mall Dragon Chinese restaurant. Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah, Twin Dragons China. Tri- Little China Cafe. <laughs> I want my egg rolls to be yeah. unfrozen that moment that I ordered them. A hundred percent. So no matter yeah. what, we got an orange Julius. We've got a Chinese restaurant. 
right. We got a Chinese restaurant. I'm going to oh, throw a throwaway that I don't think will make it, but I have a personal thing for. And I, I, I didn't get to grow up in the time where they were super big, but they were still around when I was growing to malls. And that's hot dog on a stick. You know, they get a bad oh. rap, but it's a fucking corn dog, man. Like, there's, there's not a lot better in this world for mobile food than a corn dog. I mean, one one that I would challenge that to would be like Auntie Anne's pretzels. Ah, fuck that, yes. dude. And I'll tell you why for me, because like, even as an adult, I'm not a huge mustard fan. And when I was a child, oh. I hated mustard. And so like, if I was like a honey mustard fan or something, I could understand the Annie Anne's thing. But for me, I was just eating plain ass, bitch ass pretzels. And we don't fly that way. As an adult, I've learned like pretzels, like honey mustard, like just deal with it. It tastes better. My stomach hates it, but nacho cheese. Yeah, that's synthetic nacho cheese stuff that comes in the cup. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but also, Auntie Anne's was like nine dollars, and it was three dollars extra for the cheese. And no, I'm good. I'll yeah. go buy a two dollar corn dog from Hot Dog on a Stick and laugh at this asshole named Steve that's wearing a fucking. I could pull it apart. Helicopter cat. No, no. Uh, this is where it gets tough for me. The fourth one. Because it can really be like a throwaway. Because like I wanted to throw something in there like common. You know, like do I want a Taco Bell in my mall? Do I want a, you know, Philly cheesesteak place in my mall? But you got or the, the Orange Julius. <laughs> it's No, nah, I can't. It's just fucking Chick-fil-A, dude. So overrated. <laughs> It's hard for me not to go with like a snack place or like a Baskin Robbins. Or do you remember when there was actual Dippin' Dots that wasn't like the restaurant sold Dippin' Dots? Like you actually went to the Dippin' Dots storefront and got Dippin' Dots like a fucking Baskin Robbins? No. They had these where it was a fucking Dippin' Dots station. It wasn't like you just grabbed it out of the deep freezer. Like they have now, like they actually had like um like an actual dipping dots. Like somebody worked there and scooped you up fucking dip dots. Wild. You know. Uh Tyler in the chat also says Cinnabon, which for me it's like, look, I'm a fat kid. I love cakey things. <laughs> fucking those Cinnabons are so goddamn huge and they're sticky and I didn't like it and it was a lot. And really I'd rather good, eat after... fucking bacon. After a while, you're just kind of like, all right, this adventure has gone south and I can't stop eating it till it's gone. So <laughs> that actually brings me to my last because I've got Orange Julius. I can get my sweet stuff from Orange Julius. Uh, but I'd have to go with something burgers. I did taco or not tacos. I did pizza, Chinese food for sure, because anytime you're walking around that star foam box that they have put way too much food in. That you now have to carry around. And then I got to go burgers. So I want to get like a Burger King or something maybe in there. And then my Orange Julius. And those are my four. That's what I want. I have an affinity for Burger King because, I mean, I'm always going to go back to South Glen. They had one in there that was like just seemed janky as hell. But like there was a charm about that that made you want to eat it. And plus it was right across from the arcade at the time. So it super was like, I'm hungry. I could go for a dollar you know, Whopper. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then I'll go exactly. back to playing some golden axe. Or some French fries or something, you know. And they did yeah. soft serve. Yeah. All right. So our food court. We got our movies. Movie yeah. theater. We got our food court. We're doing Chinese food. Sure. Pizza. Burger King. Orange yeah. Julius. Orange Julius. Even though, I, as much as I want your phone call place, I'm not putting phones in my food <laughs> court. They're going to fuck that shit up. That that's like one of those like ancillary like it's there, but you kind of have to know somebody to know somebody to get to the special around the corner. <laughs> so now we get down to the nitty gritty, mm. and just like I did with the movie theater, I'm gonna fucking take the reins on this, and I'm gonna put our number one store in this oh. mall. It's not even a store, but you're gonna spend your money. It's oh, gonna have black sure. carpet, and it's gonna be full of neon. And it's a motherfucking arcade. That's right. Because no mall is complete without a goddamn arcade. Have the arcade in there. Do you want me uh, to tell you the number one thing that makes me think a mall's going out of business? It's arcade closes down? Well, away from that. <laughs> but it's an airsoft rifle range. If I walk past an open store and there's a guy selling, telling me that I can shoot 100 airsoft BBs for $10... At these paper targets. Okay, first of all, you don't know how fast 100 airsoft BBs goes. They go fast. Fast. They go very all fast. Right? You just couldn't fill that store. You couldn't find a store to fill that store. So you allow this guy to shoot fake weaponry inside a goddamn mall. All right? We're in Colorado. You don't get to do that here. You don't do that here. You do not do that. That's how I know your mall's going down. Because no one gives a fuck. Now you're playing with fake guns inside the mall. <laughs> I've... I'm totally fine with guns. Right? Colorado, not so good with guns. We're not so good with them. Okay? We don't bring that up in public spaces. Don't give people fucking airsoft guns. There will be no airsoft gun range in my mall. mall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good call. No airsoft gun range. Uh, Arcade, absolutely, 100%. I wish malls today had arcades. You travel to a lot more malls than I do. Is there a, a proper arcade in proper, any malls? No. No. And that's sure. a good word to use. Proper. Proper arcade. No, there's not. And the problem with that is like kids nowadays, and I'm going to sound like fucking get off my lawn, grandpa, right now. I <laughs> love it. I'm fucking 31 years old. All right. Now I'm 31. I have no children. I should not sound like this. But these little assholes. Don't know how to treat things. All right? I wouldn't let their fucking greasy Cheeto-covered hands c- touch my arcade machines either. I understand. They just want to fucking bang, bang, bang the drum. They don't want to pay, pay, pay the price. You know? So, <laughs> no. There's not proper arcades in today's malls. They, malls do have arcades, and a couple of them still have decent things. You know, you're, gonna, you're always going to find a DDR machine in a mall arcade. It's mm-hmm. just what it is. Mm-hmm. Chances are you're going to find an Area 51 or a Time Crisis machine. And you're going to find some sort of fucking yank it, yeah. crank it Mario Kart racing game that you never actually get to finish the track unless you put in more money. Oh. Which, upsetting, but yeah. not in our yeah. arcade. It's just imagine the best Facts arcade in the world. Store-wise. <laughs> I like it. What you got? What's your store? Uh... Uh, I'm gonna go with Suncoast Video first. Okay, so because did that you have place one here? Was a yes. We were fortunate enough to have one, and it's a thing of beauty. Especially since like 
you know, typically people who work in those kind of shops like Blockbuster or whatever are pretty knowledgeable about movies. So like if you're like, hey, I really like this and or I'm looking for this. They'd be like, oh, we got you. Or here's something similar that you'll probably like if you like that. So, yeah. And plus all the collectibles and all the movie posters and all the cool props or whatever. You're just like, this is my one-stop shop to get anything movie-related. And that's what I liked about it, is that it was movie-centric. It wasn't like Sam Goody, where it was like entertainment, yeah. music, movies, television, whatever. A second spin for any of you guys. Yeah, exactly. Here. Specialized yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I did not grow up with the Sun Coast. So oh, I've so I've legitimately never been to one. Um I've looked at enough pictures and videos and and kind of understand what it is, but was never privileged enough to go to it. Pretty so good. I'm a hundred percent cool with that. Uh I'm gonna bring up something that I got in our malls when I was younger that we were stoked about, especially for me, because I couldn't as a family go there. And that is when we got our Disney store. We got our oh. our Disney store. And I know some people got Warner Brothers stores. Oh. Um, but we did get a Disney themed store. And this is pretty much a store that's like, hey, couldn't go to Disney World. We brought our gift shop to you. You can yeah. act like you did. You can buy these Mickey Mouse sweatshirts. You can buy these whatevers, you know. Uh, but I remember when our Disney store opened and there was like, I mean, our mall had never been so busy. Yeah. It's crazy. So Disney store is a completely special thing because something they do, which you may not know about is that for the opening, they will choose a kid who's waiting outside to take the magic key and aim it at the door and unlock the magic. Really? Open the doors. Yeah. I don't know if they still do. It. I don't know. Before opening. They would be like, here you go. And I think you'd get like a little key pin if you were the one chosen to. So huh. Disney mm. knows how to do it. I'm about to eBay hunt me down a fucking childhood hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would look for nostalgia reasons. Did I ever buy anything from the Disney store? No, but I had to bring it up because it is something that was like a major deal for us in like our hometown when our mall got a Disney store. So I didn't even I didn't even consider that like Disney store and Warner Brothers stores. They're basically the same kind of concepts, same just thing. different companies. Yeah. But Disney growing up, Disney fanboy and yeah. still a fanboy. And same with Warner Brothers. Like I was a fan of that, too, because of the animation there. Those stores are super cool because it's all specialized to exactly what you know it is, especially back in the yeah. 90s, like Warner Brothers, Looney Tunes, everything, you know, or. Disney yeah. store, the same thing. Good call. Disney yeah. store. So Disney store. Woo. Yeah. Hit me with another I like one. That. I didn't even think about that. Um KB Toy Store. That Hands was... down. Look. De we knew I... our list was gonna run into doubles. Well, um yeah. <laughs> KB Toys. You know, people are always gonna say, like, Toys R Us. We want Toys R Us in the malls. Toys R Us are in mall oh. stores. It's not a mall store. Oh, KB no. Toys, made by the brothers, was the best. I mean, that was the first place I ever saw connects. Uh, mm. the first place I ever saw someone do something dope with Lincoln Logs, and not just build a square fucking house with a green roof. You know, <laughs> like they actually built, they built some shit. You know, and the 
figurines, like if it, if when you were growing up and you wanted an action figure, KB Toys might as well have just been so bright you could look around because they had everything. You know, the 10-inch yeah. X-Men during the time when I was a child, there was nothing better, oh, you know. The greatest. When the Fantastic Four dolls came out, like, and they brought the Silver Surfer, just like, there were so many sick figurines. And then not only that, but they sold, you know, board games. They sold trading cards. And for like everything for me, like Pokemon was life. I mean, you guys can't see it if you're listening to this, but on the stream, like you can see, like I, I have Pokemon tattooed on me. Like I have permanent Pokemon. I've caught three of the fucking thousand that are available now permanently. And, like, I remember being able to go into KB Toys and borrow, you know, I say borrow, but getting $5 from my mom on every four times when we went to the store, because I wasn't getting a yeah. toy, but she'd throw $5 at me so I could buy Pokemon cards. You know, I was getting to open a Pokemon pack yeah. at KB Toys. KB Toys. I mean, I mean, I literally need no other toy store in my mall. That, that is the one. That's Board the one. games, cards toys this is just your spot that's it everything you need with kb toys being thrown out there i'm gonna throw out my guarantee you know the one that's gonna be on both of our lists and and one that we miss dearly because it's the better version of what we have now and and that's eb games electronics boutique you know eb games was everything that gamestop wants to be yeah they were perfect i i mean you can't really say much more than that they essentially what GameStop wishes it was like it's it's just unfortunate that it wasn't the successor of the uh uh game retail space yeah. you know yeah sadly they were the smaller business and it eventually got bought out um by GameStop I believe <laughs> and yeah. GameStop closed them all down and then look where GameStop's at now they're they're got their fingers crossed for Reddit to save them Yes, yeah, just struggling. Yeah. But. So EB Games guaranteed, you know. So let's just recap real fast. We've got a KB Toys. We've got an oh. EB Games. We've got an arcade. We've got a Suncoast video. That's our bottom floor, baby. So let's move upstairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have one that I'm putting up there 100% of the time. 100%. It's in any mall that I ever want to go to. Oh, Spencer's gifts. Spencer's guys. It's gotta be in the mall, dude. There's, there's no mall complete without a Spencer's. I love how risque it kind of is to go into a Spencer's like now as a dad, like I see what my parents went through when I was younger, where if you went too far, it changed into something else. Immediately. It's fun and games. And Oh, you know, this cartoon over the hill, you walk back and old beads. What are and old beads? Yeah. BBC dildos, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's that looks funny like because my pants. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that. Uh, uh, you know, Spencer's now versus what it was when, like, we were kids. Because you're right, you know, walking into Spencer's when you were seven years old, it was like getting to go through the curtain at the video yeah. rental store. You knew you weren't supposed to be in here. Like, there was no reason at that age, you know. But they had 
lava lamps. They had shocking gum, yeah. shocking pins, uh, stink bombs, over the hill balloons. But like you said, once you get past the blacklight posters and the ashtrays and everything else, you got into the deep, dark zone of some pretty <laughs> sexual things that, you know, at the time, I did not know what they were used for. As an no. adult, I'm like, God damn, you were allowed to sell this in a mall? This was yeah. in a mall? Yeah. You're like, I'm seeing boobies, and this yeah. is a mall. Like, sure, you're selling the lingerie, but that's not what I'm looking at. I'm going, huh. Those are tits. Huh. Those, I think I'm supposed to like the these. Store, all the store clerks are just looking at you like, all right. I'm not even giving a fuck that the fact that you're eight, and you're like, eh, you no, should be back there. That 19-year-old kid behind the counter did not give a shit <laughs> that I no. didn't know what the fucking two fingers on the front of a rabbit were for. <laughs> all right? They were just like... <laughs> Find out, little man. Have at it. Your mom's not in here. Luck, That's buddy. cool. Kidnapping's not a thing in 1997. You know? <laughs> it no, just, they would just sell you shit that they probably shouldn't because they're like, hey, we need, we want the money. Do you have money? I don't care. Buy whatever you, you want. 20 bucks? $7.13. For me, a Spencer's <laughs> has to be in the mall. You know? And it, it's hard for me, and I'll bring it up a little later depending on unless you bring it up or not. But I also have another uh, gifts, gi- gifts, gift type yes. store that I would maybe yeah. throw. And I feel is a necessity for them all. But I'll take your next one. Spencer's is mine. I think Spencer's has to be in there. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Spencer's is a must. Uh, another one I'm going to throw out is i mean i wrote down the name of the store which was cutting edge cutlery but essentially you know those oriental shops that sell swords and shurikens but they also have like fun bamboo plants and cool bruce lee black light posters this was yeah, my other you gift gotta shop, have dude. one of those it's, <laughs> it's hard for me not to have an oriental gifts okay and i say oriental gifts because that's that's what our store here in Colorado is called. Whether you go into Aurora Mall, into Flatirons Mall, it doesn't matter. They're all called Oriental Gifts. Uh, and just like you said, they are full of weeboo figurines, bamboo plants, bonsai trees, and anime weapons. Including... An airsoft gun. And not limited to airsoft slingshots, throwing stars... <laughs> Just, just half of its weaponry, the other half of its crystal that is overpriced. It, it, you know, like, Whoa. now you can buy incense, you can buy vape supplies, pieces, just just about anything. This was the other gift store that I was going to bring. Oriental gifts. You can buy a white tiger blanket. I think I've actually said that on the podcast before. That no mall is complete without a place that you can buy a white tiger blanket at. <laughs> yes uh first airsoft gun we ever got was from like one of those places and none chucks out the yang because you know hey two bucks and i can take home this padded thing and you know like heck yeah and i miss those places yeah that brings me to my last main one okay i've everything after this one is pretty much a throwaway 
This is the last one that I'm going to bring up that we've talked about that I like have to have in my mall. Uh, unfortunately, they're not still around. And everyone's probably going to have a version of this, but it, that's Walden Books. Uh, I grew up with one. Uh, they were in two of our malls. And again, another place that was maybe taken for granted when I was growing up. And you just don't realize, like, you know, when you're a kid, reading is what it is. And as I grow up, like, the more I read, I probably read more for recreation now than I ever did growing up. I don't have to do book reports or anything on it. But Walden Books, whether you like it or not, if you had one, or any type of bookstore like this in your mall, learn taught you, first of all, what you like to read, the things that you actively searched out within a bookstore mm-hmm. that was just books. Um, it also taught you how to be a sneaky little pervert because they didn't just sell normal PG rated books. You could go look at the black covers for the black bag magazines, Uh, the ones that for me or for you were reachable at a time that was too early for them to be reachable for us. I was six foot in sixth grade, you know? Think I can't reach the top rack of a magazine rack, motherfuckers? Oh You're wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at the cashier, pulling back the cover. Can I see anything? No, because they don't put nipples on the fucking cover. They're not that stupid, you know? But <laughs> as a kid, You're you hoping. did the thing. You stretched the plastic out. You couldn't rip the plastic because then it was like stealing. Stretch the plastic and try to spread the pages enough to like catch the glimpse of something you did not know anything about. You're just like, do I get a glimpse of it? No, it's just laundry. No, you don't. Yeah. But Walden Books, you could buy anything from Captain Underpants to Goosebumps to comic books to porn. It didn't matter. It was a great place. And whether you liked it or not growing up as a kid, little did you know later down the line when all you had was Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And for someone like me, especially as a collector of things, like I like to physically hold stuff. I'm not a big fan of buying random books off the internet, you know, like taking the chance. Like I'm still the type of person that'll walk through a used bookstore or a Barnes and Noble, pull stuff off the shelf that looks cool on the spine and be like, what is this? You know, I'm going to read this next. Yeah. So for me, a Walden books has to be in there. It's like the last final frontier of the things that I need. Video games, art, movies, entertainment, you know, it's there. Yeah, I wholeheartedly, yes, that bookstore is a must. And I like that it's a smaller, man, Walden Books. That's where I first, and that's, yeah, I got my first Playboy from the Walden Books now that I think about it. So fucking rad. Oh, man, so good. Um, I don't have anything else on my list because we kind of doubled up on some and, you know, but um I'm trying to think of other shops that would be a must. So we only really need one more. And that's a kilt shop. Kilt shop. <laughs> uh, do you put well, an oriental back massage place in there? Uh, uh, a free free back massage? I, I never know. Uh, so I'll give you one more that for me doesn't fit like kind of along our lines, but fits with me. And... As you can tell, if you've ever seen any pictures of me or seen me in person or watched the stream uh, on Facebook.com slash RetronomalPod, I am a hat person, and I've spent oh. a lot of time at 
a lid store. And they're not standalone lid stores. The only place you can get one of these things is at a mall. (laughs) So for me, if I had to choose one, if you literally had nothing else that you had to have in the store, for me, as lame as it is, I would put a lid store and I'd have a hat store. That's a good call. I mean, it's, yeah, no, that's a great call. Cause I mean, hell I'm, I'm a five headed person. So I need hats to help scare the children <laughs> of, my, of the billboard that I walk around with. So um, yes, hats are great. You need a proper haberdashery to go inside of your mall. A haberdashery. No full locker here. Babies only have a dasheries. Uh, well, well, we that'll it. bring us. That mall is great. Just about the end of our Retronomal Mall. (laughs) Construction will complete in 2027. About 23 years after it was due. But maybe, just like this podcast might be doing, might hit your nostalgia thumb. And maybe you can come check out an EB Games or a Suncoast video. Rip. Because that's sad. Uh, But with all that being said, you got anything else? I'm good, man. This was in- very enjoyable. I like talking about this. There's yeah. so much stuff that it taps into. Oh, that was a cool concept. Gosh. Like I said, when I brought it up, I was just like, this is cool. Like, it, yeah. you know, one thing that you and I have talked about is like the way that we view nostalgia and like how we want to talk about nostalgia ne- isn't necessarily like, I don't want to tell you like, hey, this is the history of Ninja Turtles because I don't give fucking care for the most part, you know? Like, it is cool, and, like, I like knowing the history of stuff like that. But for us, nostalgia is more of, like, a feeling. It's something that, like, brings me back to a time that, like, I thought was better, you know? A mall is one of those things, especially in today's day and age. Malls are leaving, whether we like it or not, you know? I've got a mall. We've got a mall here that's got a Tesla store inside of it. This is a fucking indoor mall. You're selling cars inside here. The it, it, It's ridiculous. You know, I thought it was a cool concept. I figured you'd think it was a cool concept. I agree. I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's cool. I mean, we just built ourselves a mall. Someone sponsor us a free mall. Just need a billion dollars. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But as I say all the time, with that being said, we're going to get the hell out of here. As always, you can find me at RetroAnomapod across the board. I say that, but there's only a few boards that I'm on. Instagram, Facebook, uh, I'm missing one, Twitch. We've got a lot of stuff in the works. I'm switching up some stuff right now. You can also get a hold of us for any comments, questions, concerns, critiques, whatever you want to call it, at retronomiconpodcast at gmail.com. I'm trying to shorten that up eventually, but it's becoming a hassle. Uh, Otherwise, again, retronomipod across the board. You guys can find me there, and yeah, that's all I got. Uh, serial kilter on most of the socials. Um, uh, yeah, Facebook page, go there. Uh, that's where you'll get all your information about us, all the news upcoming, whatever. If we have anything that we want to talk about, or just fun little memes that we like out the way we always do with the weird question of the week is Easter Halloween's opposite holiday. Mm, this is an. We're going to have to talk about your question. Thank you guys for joining this week's episode of the Retro Namapod. As always, we thank you and we'll catch you next week. Good night. 